You gotta have a, uh, a fail safe. You gotta have You gotta have a chip to back on. When the chips are down, the chips are down. A lot of those chips went down. Where I work, oh, they're still people die. That'd be like the other big Oh my god, in his house. Well, cheers, Aquarius, and welcome to From Behind the Barcast, the podcast for bartending, service industry, drinking in general, and now eating well and or, just or eating, not eating so eating. well. Eating. <laughs> not eating so well. Because I think our food segments lately have been Yeah. I mean, one of our highlights from the other week was just we were about to stop the podcast. Was the pop? Was the pop? Go to YouTube and watch the popper segment if you haven't done it. It's because great. we cut that out. I mean, we separated that clip completely because it was hot fire tater tot talk. Yeah. It got it got good. Well, uh, let's so, talk about what we are drinking. <laughs> I need to take a sip. I'm gonna. Oh, it's okay. This has got all the chunks in it, so it's even better. Oh yeah, that, oh, that's, that's great. So we're what we're drinking and. Honor of Peach Fest this past weekend. We're drinking a grilled peach old fashioned. So we have bullet rye whiskey. Bouillet. Bouillet. If you're, if you're thank from you. uh, wherever the hell Paxton is from. <laughs> um, muddled some charred peaches. With instead of using simple syrup, I used the peach the, the jar from the peach juice. I I bought the regular not like a regular ass sugar one, so instead of you know, I had that to use. Yeah. A little bit of bitters, a little bit of lime juice. Muddled the mess out of that. Add the whiskey, stir it up a little bit, pour it over this giant fat stone here. And I tell you what, I'm not a big whiskey guy, but the peaches and the smoke, I wish we couldn't get fresh peaches. It's not peach season. Um, but I tried. So before we can, even, can, uh, while, while we were recording, uh, so we have uh, Travis Jadon up here from a Hot Grits podcast. He's going to be on our uh, second segment. But uh, while you and uh, Clint was on his podcast earlier, yep. I, I was on there a tiny little bit. Uh, so check out that, this, that episode this week. Yeah, definitely check that out. And if you haven't listened to last week's Hot Grits episode and your local, he interviewed Brian West and it was spot on, uh, very well done. Uh, I started drinking the uh, bullet with just the, uh, the syrup out of the peaches can with just a splash of water and it was delightful. And so all these chunks floating around in there, I got to give a shout out to uh, a friend, coworker, and patron, Kyle. He's been fermenting, uh, sort of like a kombucha-style thing, and he uh, ferments like a pineapple juice with other things. He gave it to me like a week ago. I left it in the fridge so that it could continue to ferment. I bought a bottle of Finlandia. I mixed them together, and when I popped the top on it, it was more fizzy than like the best champagne. And there was chunks of pineapple in there. Yeah. And when he gave it to me, he forgot to tell me. He was like, hey, let it sit. You were... <laughs> I knew I had to somewhere. He forgot to tell me to let it sit for a little while so that it could you know, continue fermenting. But I didn't use it for a week anyways. So when I did open it, uh, the pop topped and I was like... Psh! And I mixed it with that. I drank the whole bottle of Finland <laughs> with this uh, tincture. So shout out to Kyle for that. Also, shout out Carl. Carl for the glasses. More on Carl later. Maybe. Maybe somebody did different. Also, um, uh, we sort of neglect this. But, well, besides, uh, thank you to the patrons. Uh, you helped the show, Yeah, run. thank you so much. We appreciate you for doing that. Thank you for following us on uh, Instagram and uh, subscribing to us on YouTube. But uh, also, we sort of forget sometimes that there are a lot of people that uh, really support us and take care of us. Uh, Carolyn Williams, I saw her last night. Uh, go to formycar.com. 
sign up. I'm going to put a link in the description. Also, I want to definitely give a shout out to Bubba Gumbos and Caitlin, the uh, proprietor of this beautiful establishment. I went there on Thursday, had uh, dinner with my stepbrothers who were in town, um, and she made me a scallop dish that was going to be the special that following weekend or the next week, and she wanted me to try it. She's like, you get here by 7, I'm, I'm hustling to get there. Shout out Jesse Gulliver who gave me a ride, long-time listener. She, and she was like, I was like, we made it just in time, thank God. So she made this for me, and made, it was like three scallops. She cooked down garlic and onions and like chicken stock and tomatoes, strained it, and then cooked the, the back, the same ingredients, fresh with the scallops. Fantastic little uh, red pepper coolie on top. Did you put a picture of it on? On our page. Okay. Sure on, go to our Instagram. There's a picture of the dish that she had. So here's the thing. I eat this, and I, I obviously have to share with everybody at my table, but, uh, you know, I'm getting at least a scallop and some change. Two other people walked up and saw the dish that were not with us, and were like, ooh, I'm getting the scallops. And they got it, and we're like, why do mine look different? Yeah, sorry. I know. Thank you, Caitlin. And it was fire. So it's super rare that I uh, look at the uh, Instagram, but mm -hmm. I saw a picture of that dish on there. And a buddy of mine who is a patron now, he lives in Chicago, uh, sort of ex-roommate of mine down in St. Simons. I saw him comment on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, Russ. Hey, thank you for commenting on our stuff, you know, because now we're turning into a... And then I also had their special of the week was a... Shrimp pimento cheese smash burger. And look, I'm all into pimento cheese on sandwiches. So it was bun, patty, shrimp pimento cheese, patty, shrimp pimento cheese, top of bun. Wait, 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 no, no. Is it pimento cheese with shrimp mixed in? Into the pimento cheese, yes. Oh, so it's like a shrimp salad, except it's pimento cheese. Yes. With the smash burger, pat. Oh, my. It was so heavenly. How melty did the pimento get? Though? Not super melty, which is what, which is fine with me. That's a problem sometimes. Yeah, because you don't want to get that shrimp too warm again, because you know it's a shrimp. You don't want to. That's right. It. Yeah, yeah. And it is the season for the shrimp in the area, because I had a little country bowl this week. I had bought five pounds of shrimp, ate a whole pound, then went and had a little country bowl the next day. Like I, I'm all, I love shrimp. Uh, my favorite part of the year, especially when it comes to uh, shrimp stuff, is roe shrimp. Whenever they have that fat orange. Oh, yeah? You like that part? I love the roe so damn much. It's like, uh, see, and I don't like sea urchin, necessarily, mm, which no. what you eat out of the sea urchin is the roe, but I do like tobiko, which is the flying fish roe that they'll put on top of sushi sometimes. I like salmon roe, which is the fat orange ones. Yeah, I like the salmon roe. Kelly's over orange there, like, red. You're like getting nauseous <laughs> right now. Roe, no. Roe, no. Roe, no. <laughs> Roe versus I don't care. Roe loses. <laughs> I've got to slide this peach into my cocktail because every time I try to take a sip, it just slides over and hits me in the face, which is why I keep getting peach on my face. I don't have peach fuzz anymore. People that, that first peach that you had in your, um, in your uh, soul patch, saying? I was like, should I say it? Yes, I should. Yes, I should say something. Sometimes you're with somebody and they got something in their teeth and you're like immediately like I'm warning them. But if they've been in any way a dick lately, I'm like, you just sit there with potato skin on your teeth or whatever it is. Yes. There is a marker of if you tell someone or not. Like I'll go to a table, and oh, if yeah. they're if they're garbage table, I don't tell uh -uh. them nothing. But any old lady, as long as she's mildly sweet, it's got lipstick on her teeth. I will <laughs> gently lean over in her ear and go, "You have a little bit of lipstick on your teeth." And I like when they go, "How come none of you told me that? I have lipstick on my teeth." And I'm like, "Yeah, get them." Boom! Points for you as the server. The thing is, they're like, "Oh, we, she's like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom." I'm like, "No, baby, cell phone." There you go. <laughs> no, but you should, but isn't that kind of embarrassing to do that in public? Like, go to the bathroom to wipe the lipstick off of your teeth, maybe. Yeah, that's probably it. You know what I mean? Probably, if you're a lady. If you're not, you're just like, ah. Just well, <laughs> speaking of going up to garbage tables and deciding how you feel about them uh, within uh, a first couple interactions, 
So uh, last Thursday when I worked, um, I had this table and I'm going to get to like, it's uh, it's kind of a long uh, like diatribe to get to a very small point. You saw me go ahead and sit over here and cross <clears throat> yeah, my legs. I, know, I, yeah, he, I, I heard you take an inhale of air. Yeah. And went, he leaned away from get, the mic and, get got, cozy, and got cozy. Back, like, right, I'm, I'm here for you. Go ahead, man. Mm. All right. <laughs> so we've all heard of adult onset diabetes. Mm-hmm. Does the whole room agree? Right. Yes. And yes. do we all agree that adult onset diabetes is when uh, you're typically a Southerner and you eat like shit all of your life? Sure. And then all of a sudden, your insulin can't keep up with your sugar and fat and whatever intake. So you become diabetic. It's self-inflicted diabetes. I've known people with type 1 who were born with, you know, some people just have the insulin deficiency or whatever. Well, I discovered at this table, my first table on Thursday, that there's a such thing called a adult onset mental disability, <laughs> adult onset special needs. It's where a group of people either drink themselves to, to stupidity, eat themselves to stupidity, or shelter themselves from the knowledge of the great wide world that is available to all of us on the internet into stupidity. So I get to this table. Oh, I thought you had your coworkers. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of them too. So I get to the table and uh, I'll be rude or whatever. Looking at them, they were nice enough, but people have a certain facial structure where <laughs> they look like there might be a couple cousins that are a little close. A little Neanderthalish. <laughs> a little, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that uh, and I know that look though. You walk up and you're like, hmm, uh, is where, the, yeah. Effingham Tiger Ridge, exactly. Okay, you know. So it uh, so it reminded me of something later on that day. So uh, I had read the study, and uh, in like the early 19 to mid 1900s in the uh, Appalachia area of the U.S. Mm-hmm. in the most rural parts, uh, there was an overall uh, IQ and like cognitive. Uh, drop in the general <laughs> intelligence of people. This is this is science now. So they were trying to figure out what it was because uh, statewide, federally, whatever. There's a uh, there's a curriculum for education that <clears throat> you know m- most places adhere to. So they were wondering, oh, are they not learning from their teachers from school, whatever? So it took them a long time to figure this out. But in that area, they all had a hookworm from the pork that they were eating. And that caused cognitive development in the children. Because, so they, they weren't dumb because they were inbred necessarily, even though some of them were. But they found the scientific reason for a drop in the cognitive ability of a generation of people that lived in this rural area. And they call it the germ of laziness. Hook one to make you get lazy and like you. Know, you uh, yeah, and lethargic and stupid. Yeah, right. Science, Science man. Exactly. So then, that sparked. I, uh, you know, I'm sort of an Anglophile in some sort of ways. Like I, I love studying English culture. So it sparked a uh, a memory of a documentary that I watched about Victorian era England. Right. So that's like <laughs> mid 1800s to the early 1900s, 1900s yep. something like that. Yeah. Uh, and the industrial period of England, uh, they led was in literally everything. Yeah, baby food, baby diapers, food, yeah. kids' yeah. toys, the paint. Their asbestos was everywhere. The things they used to heat their tubs, everything was a hazard that they didn't know about. But it was such a 
small amount of lead and all of these things that they had the exact same problem. There's a huge drop in, in cognitive function and... And especially if you're, you know, amongst the poorest, you're going to have cheaper and cheaper things you can get. So. Here's the thing. It, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't amongst the poorest. It was amongst oh. the middle class because the poorest couldn't afford the green paint, which was in style. Oh. So if you bought green paint, that meant you, you, know, you were moving up in the world. <laughs> it's like an upside down pineapple. So everything, every, every, uh, every indication that you were becoming more rich or becoming more affluent was on paint. It was on well, and it was on a lot of things, right? So, so now it's like with Botox. I got you. So then, further down the line in the U.S. with the U.S. Industrial Revolution, <laughs> there was a guy that was trying to figure out how to make uh, petroleum cheaper, and he tried a million things. Finally, they landed on lead. So if you put you know, one part per million of lead into your fuel, it weighs a lot and it costs less. Since we have unleaded fuel now. And lead kills everyone's brain cells. That's so, why I think that's where the term <laughs> wall liquor came from. Yeah. Or paint, you know, paint, paint chip eaters. Yeah, exactly. Wall liquor yeah. eating lead paint. So uh, all that diatribe just to come to this one little point right here. So this family. So you're waiting on a Victorian era family <laughs> yeah. from the Appalachia? Yeah, it, Basically, I think their uh, ancestors came from the Victorian period, and then they moved straight to Appalachia in the rural area. Those of you that are still here. So then they, hey, man, come on, man. So then, so they sit down, and uh, they're nice enough people. They all order, like, sodas and, and a pizza. I mean, overall, like, nice people. Pleasant but dumb? Yeah, pleasant but dumb. Exactly. So we have a, uh, uh, as bars do. There's like a Bud Light sign over here. There's like, you know, all these signs. This, uh, the patriarch of the situation, he looks up, he goes, y'all still serving Bud Light here? And immediately I was like, okay, there's no way I'm going to get into a debate with this subhuman. But, uh, but, but yeah, I'm being rude. I don't give a fuck <laughs> uh, about like, you know, how dumb it is, whatever. I was like, uh, so I tried to uh, kowtow to his uh, way of thinking. I was like, well, we wouldn't just throw it all away, brother. That would be wasted like money. Like the lead paint. We didn't throw it all away. We just used it for a long he time. Go, then he goes, huh, man, I ain't seen nobody serving Bud Light in the past couple. I'm like, are you sit Really? You go to a lot of bars there? Yeah. Buddy? How many bars do you go to? And you're not even drinking. Yeah. So what's your, what's your beer? I haven't seen people serving Bud Light. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. So I, you know, completely disregarded it. They were nice, you know game over they left next day i go to work and i'm sitting there with my buddy my buddy gill he's a really great regular of mine uh i just met his uh his son yesterday and his son's boyfriend hopefully i will be officiating their wedding and then their cousin so gill is sitting there gill drinks bud light religiously that's what he drinks and it's a lot, with a lot of beer drinkers, people are just stuck on one, one beer. It's what he prefers to drink. And for me, I don't give a good goddamn what you choose to drink. If you like what you, I'm not like, oh, he ordered a this. That means he's this. God, I just thought of somebody that really would have hated this Bud Light thing. and would have jumped on board. Rest in peace, Vince King. But Vince King would be like, this is why I don't drink Bud Light. <laughs> this is why I don't drink Bud Light. He'd have jumped right on that. Yeah, and he's train. been drinking Miller Light forever, so it'd yeah. be easy for him to exactly. say that. All right, so then Jackass walks up. We, we, probably, we all probably know him, but there's no reason to dox him or anything like that. So the guy walks up. He turns to Gil and he goes, drinking Bud Light there? What, you going to start sucking dick soon? Whoa. 
I don't know if it was that abrasive, but it was in that area. Now, Gil being the smart, adjusted guy that he Articulate is. Articulate parent of a, gay, a gay man. So I didn't know his son was gay at all, right? So he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I don't care. I just drink Bud Light. And the guy's trying to make a deal out of it. Proceeds to order a vodka soda with a splash of cranberry. Yes. The most masculine drink you can order. Exactly. And like I said, I preface it with, I don't give a fuck what you drink, but if you're trying to give someone shit about drinking a Bud Light. You, don't order a drink with a cherry in it, bro. So then, uh, <laughs> so then Gil came in. So I shut the dude down. I was like, you know, how, you know how fucking dumb it is? You know how many problems I have? You know how many problems the world has? And if you take the time to give a shit about a goddamn beer, there's much more things to worry about in this, in this fucking world. And guess what? Uh, there's a thing called, uh, I think doth protest too much. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're I'm not ran- saying, if you're super anti Bud Light, I mean, if you're tapping th- your foot under the door in the, in the airport, you know, you're getting a little attention to yourself. Let's think about the Catholic priests who are like, no gay marriage, but they'll diddle little boys. Oh, yeah. You know they'll, they'll lick their tongues like the Dalai Lama. The, Dal- the, Dama Lama. the Dama Lama. The Dama Lama. So I shut this dude down, and then the next day, Gil comes in. I was like, Gil, man, that dude yesterday, you know, he was like, yeah, what an idiot. But he wasn't bothered by it, you know. He had probably forgot about it until you re-brought it up. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah, he just wasn't concerned about it. So then he goes, man, let me tell you what this dude doesn't know. I was, in, I was in the Marines for 20 years. I have a gay son. So then his son came in, and I met him. I'd seen him before. And I was like, I was like, hey, man. And his boyfriend was there. I was like, can I officiate your wedding? It's like the most well-adjusted, easy way to deal with a jackass. To officiate their gay wedding? No, no, no. To- <laughs> But I mean, but how do you approach that? Like, uh, because there, that's two different scenarios. Right? I've gotten a few people lately that are like, "Ugh, we Bud Light." Like, Bud Light still selling that light. I don't keep track of the sales, sir. And do you choose to uh, interact with like? Because I don't want to talk anyone into or out of anything. I mean, I, I lead people away from things that aren't good, based on the on what other customers' experience and my own taste. But I'm not going to be like, I'm not like, don't drink Bud Light. It's for the queers. Like, I'm not going to say that to somebody. If someone's like, I've never tried uh, the, uh, the, uh, the porter over here. Is it good? I'll be like, I don't like it. But you might. And but you, that, you might, we, and I'll I, give you a we, taste. We have a coconut cream pie at work. You're like, how is it? I'm like, I don't like coconut. I don't, I, you know, I just, it's not my thing. But it is, it's for you, but I, I'm, I do be just cheesecake exclusively dessert guy. So that's what I like, and that's what I recommend. And it doesn't have to be cooked very long, like a peach cobbler or anything. This is kind of peach cobbler It is a little uh, peach cobbler. With, with the char on there? Cobbler-esque. So what's not a peach cobbler is this nice new quote of the week. It's the quote of the week. I'm going to give you the quote of the week, and you guys can ask, can, can try to ascertain what situation this was done. I like it. It's my guy. We'll just call him Yarl. It's Carl with a C, actually. His name is Carl with a C. Not really in any relation to my father, Carl with a K. Quote, I'm getting a potato facial. And y'all can't see it, but everybody in here is, looks incredibly quizzical. Yeah. They look like they got potato facials. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting a potato facial. Hang, hang out for a beat. Hold on. There's a lot of ways that could be taken. Yes. Yes. Was it drinking a Bud Light when it was said? Okay, was he, was he running through a farmer's field trying to steal mushrooms and someone <laughs> shot a potato cannon at him? No. 
That's a, that's a, it's a, no, no, it wasn't. Okay, because that's happened before is what I'm saying. It was raining this weekend. I've known people that have been running through farmers. It's like, it's like the, it's the redneck version of assault shots. Exactly. (laughs) Potato cannon. Potato cannon hurt. Damn. Cleveland Cleveland steamer. (laughs) Steam is part of it, Kelly. Steam is part of it. Do you put your face over mashed potatoes after they're cooked? I dropped a hint earlier in the podcast about what was going on to cause this said potato facial. It was a low country boil. And what had happened is the potatoes didn't get cooked all the way, which happens sometimes when you don't cut them in half or whatever. And trying to, everyone's hungry. They'd have been on the boat all day. They wanted to eat. And so we put the potatoes all back in the cooker by themselves. And it's trying to scoop them out. And all the potato, the potatoes, you know, hard, rapid boil for potatoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, the steam. I'm getting a potato facial. <laughs> and I'm like, you just made quote of the week, buddy. And like I run around the corner to like talk on my, into my phone. And like and his neighbor's like, what are you doing over there? I'm like, leave me alone. I'm working. Like, what are you doing on what? And Carl's like, let's leave him alone. I'm making notes right now. Whenever I start writing notes, people ask me, like, hey, uh, well, I'm, I'm working. Thank you. I, 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 leave me alone for just a second. I'll be right back. I'm working. And when people ask, like, uh, uh, what are you doing Monday night? You know, when we record the podcast, I say, I'm working. I'm like, oh, you, no, you're not. You're just doing the podcast. I'm like, no. I think we walk in here, we sit down, we record it, and it's over. And no one does anything after that. It just happens. And it's like, don't think of it. Working means you're trying to achieve something. Yes. You are intentionally trying to do something well because you... And, and it's not often that people... They, they, that's something they haven't experienced, they haven't seen, but like, you know, it just seems like this is it. But there's a whole... This is the least of it, is this. Everything this, else around it. This is the easy part. It took part. me 10 minutes to grill these goddamn peaches. And when people walk in, they'll go, oh, I did... And this is not the most pro setup in the world. I mean, audio, fine. But like, you know, video lights, it's kind of janky. But people still walk in and they there's go. There's a drum kit over here behind me. I did, yeah, there's a goddamn yeah, drum kit a over creepy there. Creepy chick in the corner still. People will walk in and go, "Oh, I didn't know it was like uh, this professional." I'm like, "Yeah, we we aspire for greatness. This is serious. It is. You who doesn't ever really aspire for greatness? Oh, I know who doesn't. Oh shit! It's the Karen of the week. <laughs> it's the Karen of the week. Oh, shit. We forgot to tell you, since we're having uh, Travis on on the second half, we're going to go ahead and get our Karens and Darrens out of the way first because we got a lot to uh, talk with Travis about, uh, about his interview with Brian West and the future of Tybee, but uh, let's hear it, Clint. I want to imitate this woman's voice, but I'm not going to. She had long nails, very long nails. Her and her boyfriend were wearing orange from head to toe or head to, to knee. All orange. Um, All the same color orange? Yes. I mean, the orangest of orange. Syracuse orange? Uh, no, no. This was the uh, beachy orange, if you will. They were, they were here for a local event that happened. Um, oh, they go to the bar, order a cocktail from the bartender, top shelf margarita, proceeds to tell him how to make it, which is not even how you make a margarita, $14, zero tip. He goes, good luck with them. They're going to tip you like crap. They sit at the farthest table from where everything else is happening on Thursday day, a day shift, the restaurant I worked at five years ago. Not just the other day for a local event they were here for. Yeah, I meant I meant uh, yeah, a long uh, time uh, ago, a long, long, long time ago, in a Long Island far away. So <laughs> they sit down. She's still got her margarita. So I'm being, you know, hey, what do you guys want? You know, get you an appetizer. Y'all figure out what you want for dinner. Oh no, 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 hold on. We we know. All right, what are you gonna have, baby? And I'm like, I'll be back in a second. Well, no, we're good. I'm like, I'll be back with your appetizer in like three minutes, and then I'll just get your. You don't say, hey, no, we're ready, and then you're not ready. Hey, what do you want? Hey, baby, what do yeah, you want? It was, it's, it's not going well. So Classic. I go get their appetizer, do some other stuff, come back. I give them plenty of time. 
So I know they're ready. I come up, here's your app. You know what you want? All right, I'm going to walk away. Oh, no, I want another drink. Oh, what are you going to have? I want a, I want a daiquiri. Well, we don't have a frozen drink maker, so we don't do daiquiris. But, uh, well, I mean, you can't make a daiquiri. It's like, ma'am, actually, if you want, one of y'all can walk to Wet Willie's. It's like right down the street from this place I worked five years ago. And it's, it's, a, it's a five-minute walk both ways, maybe. I mean, you want to go, one of you wants to go get two of those and bring them back here, I'm happy to let you drink them at the table. Yeah, because normally you don't want to let people bring in outside drinks. I'm doing anything to try to make this person happy. That's what I'm saying. To you placate were, their... You were placating this, yeah. being like, hey, here's an option for you. But you do have a blender in the kitchen, right? We do have a blender in the kitchen, yes. I know where she's going, but I'm not going to let her go there. Yeah, we have a blender in the kitchen, for sure. Well, then you can make me a frozen daiquiri. It's like, well, actually, we can't use things we make food with to make cocktails with. It's cross-contamination. It's a little that's, thing called cross-contamination. That's not how it works. And we can't, we, we're serving hundreds of people a day. We can't just make daiquiris randomly for somebody else. We don't have the ingredients. We don't have the, so this is just not how it works. And what if you had just made an asparagus puree soup in the, in the blender right yeah. before that? Like there's certain blenders for certain things and none of them are for your daiquiri, Karen. So she's now won't talk to me or look at me. I don't care. So they're at the table. I I walk up to the window to look at them constantly, see if they're still eating. Like they're still eating. They have enough water to survive. So I'm watching. I come out there. Can they see you? No, the glare of the sun is keeping them from perfect, seeing me. Perfect, so it's perfect, perfect. And so I, when I go back to the table, they're about done. I have the check in my apron, just in case they ask for it. Hey, you guys want any dessert? We have peach cobbler. And so, no, no, we're good. All right. He hands me his credit card that's, it looked like he folded it in half a couple times. So it's barely, it's barely holding on. Like, I put it into the machine very gently. He goes, oh, he goes I'm finishing. She does it. And so, like, and they're, not, they're not looking at me or talking to me in any way, but, like, what they have to say, I'm like, this is going to be a bad tip. Hits the no tip button. Doesn't reach to her purse to pull cash out, anything. There's a no tip button? So if you tip cash, you hit no tip, and then uh, tip cash. Okay, okay gotcha. So I know there's going to be no tip. Their bill was 75 bucks. I've now paid to wait on them. Not a lot, but tip out is 2%. So I'm paying about $1.50 to wait on these people. That's not cool. Also, you've wasted a bunch of my time. It's, you're costing me money. You're now a drain on my wallet. It's negligible. I don't care about the money. It's the principle. Yeah, and do you think it, a part of it was sticker shock? Were they not expecting it to be $75? It was dicker shock because I wouldn't give them a damn daiquiri. That's, and the thing <laughs> is, the tip wasn't going to be more than 5% before that because this, their, their attitude, the way they acted. That you, I've seen this kind you of already knew. before. You, I already knew. Uh. So I just take the card out and go, enjoy the day. And I walk away. That's all I say. I don't pick up any plates off the table that are dirty. You can sit there with your trash for a few minutes. And there's, they've thrown stuff on the floor. It's, not, it, it's a mess over there. So I go inside. I go back to waiting tables. A manager at this restaurant, again, worked at five years ago, who's a complete moron. He has adult onset uh, mental, I almost said it, sorry, uh, mental issues, mental deficiencies. Special needs. Yeah. I don't actually think he always was special needs. He's the kind of guy that stops at a yield sign every time at a roundabout. At night with no traffic, just to be safe. Looks both ways in a one way. He's not real bright, but he comes to work on time, and that counts, I guess. He, they flag him over. Jeez, and I see, I'm watching through the window, because I'm like, something's going to happen here. I can feel the tension from them. She is pointing and, and, and carrying on, and he just got there. He's been there like 15 minutes, and he's getting this. And he, she, he comes to me and starts berating me for a minute. Now, you can't talk to people. I was like, hey, hey, stop. Have I gotten a complaint the entire time I've worked here from a customer about me? Well, no, but it doesn't. No, no, no. Have I gotten one complaint? And how many people do you think I've waited on? Probably like 10,000. Right. And two out of 10,000 are complaining and you're coming to me about it? You got to assume this is an outlier. These people are assholes. And well, she said, you slammed the credit card down the table. I'm like, it would have broke. It was already damn near bit in half anyways. 
And, and why would I slam it down? Go look at the cameras. Before you accuse me of something, someone you know and you've worked with for yeah. a while, maybe a, take the side of the person you know. Also, don't come in hot to you with the accusatory stuff right away. Yeah. Say, hey, someone mentioned something to me. Can you tell me what happened? The, the hostess, these are, these are African-American people that are here for Orange Crush. She's an African-American lady. She was like, those are some of the worst people. I, she, she was bitching about them. And they pointed for her for reference of like that I was rude. And she was like, Mm-mm. Not playing. She's like seventy five too. So the manager uh, that had come in, does he dress differently than you guys do? Yeah, he's got a long sleeve collar. Well, I was going to say because could they visually tell that he was? He was standing at the host stand. Okay, they were able to wave him over. Well, because most Karens, they have like some weird ESP where they can tell who the manager. Yeah, even if you're all dressed the same, they're like, that's the manager. A lot of Karens just go for oldest male, and so he was. Is that also? But that's, I, I've had people stop me when I worked at Circa. They'd be like, oh, great meal tonight. We really enjoy your restaurant. And I'm like, wearing an apron. But they assume. Yeah. Apron, white shirt. I've had people thank me for the meal. Like, oh, this, your, your sauce was great tonight. I'm like, thanks. Like, not my table. I thought people I'm walking by. Oh, wow. Yeah. I tell me, about, hey, how's everything? And they'll be like, thank you for everything. I'm like, what? How do you, yeah. Why me? Oh, I'm the oldest white male in the room. Oh, right. So they're just assuming right. I'm the manager. Don't you yeah. dare assume my identity based on my race. See, people assume. Uh... People assume that uh, Mike Henderson is the <laughs> owner most times because he looks like because he looks like Poppy, and because he does so little and no one gives him shit about it that they're like, oh, he must own the place. Only, because- o- only the owner can sit here and do do fuck all. Uh, and speaking of, you Mike- said adult onset mental issues. I was like, oh. Speaking of Mike, though, uh, I had a very positive. Uh, I have a very positive thing to say about him. So Saturday, uh, it had rained a little bit. And we didn't need four servers, I guess. So Mike went. Mike left early at like eight o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, I talked to him later. I could tell. Mm. Sunday he comes in. He's changing kegs. None of his tables have come up to me to ask for drinks. He's walking through my bar like, "Do you need anything?" I was like, "Who? Who are you?" Did he, did he brush his hair? Hair was brushed. He hair. never smells. I'll give him that. He never smells. Hair was brushed. He, 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 he showers. He never lifted his shirt above his titties. He didn't yell. He didn't go turn up the stereo. Did you make sure he was okay? Did he have a fever? I was like, I was like, Mike, you should take every Saturday night off and come in on Sunday if you're Just gonna bright and cheery. If you're gonna, if you're gonna act well, like this. My interaction with him Saturday night led me to believe he would not have felt that way on Sunday. He was. I mean, he was amazing that day. Because we uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have a I have a Karen and a Darren. They were a, they were a couple. Ooh, a couple Karen Darren. You know that's always nice when one Karen has found one Darren to spread their hate together along exactly. the world. That's like oh thank God. But here's the thing: at least they're together and not at two tables. You want to you want to keep your Karen and Darrens in the yep. same place if you can. So <laughs> a Dan- Karen convention, if you will. Uh, a, a, a murder of Karens, and then yeah. I don't know what you call a Karen. A flock of Darrens. Yeah. A, well, I'm saying a Karen and a Darren couple. What would you call them? Doom. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this is the same Thursday where I met the uh, adult onset mental disability table. So our biggest uh, in my section in the inside, our biggest table, table 13. It's our largest table. One gentleman walks in, sits down. Amanda, who's bartending, looks at me and she goes, hey, you're going to love this guy. <laughs> she, she knows him already? Yeah, yeah. He comes in there all the time. He, so, is he alone? He was alone at, in the beginning. <laughs> you're like, Sir, this is the biggest table we have? The thing was, he went to the bar first to order his stuff. 
So, number one, he won't sit down for more than five seconds at the time. So, I'm trying to walk over there. Me too. I'm trying to walk over there. She's like, at your table, you know, go. She made him his first drink because he likes a, he likes Tito's shaking something, whatever, right? So, I was like, okay, I'll try and serve him. Every time I walked over to him, he was like, no, I'm good. Ten seconds later, he would get up and walk to the bar. It sounds like he wanted to interact with Amanda and not you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why. Yeah, weird. Which I was totally fine with because one person sitting at an eight top, that's potentially seven other people I don't have to deal with. So all my other tables, see where your head's at here, yeah. you know what I mean? So he's taken up. So uh, Amanda says, uh, well, his uh, wife or girl, I don't know if it someone's was- Someone's on the way. Someone's on the way. And I thought she said wife or girlfriend, but later on you, you'll figure out that I'm not, I can't be exactly sure about this. So uh, Sister, the, this, so the, the Braves game is on. It's like a one o'clock game on Thursday, something like that. Whatever it was. The Braves are on. The direct TV guy has shown up because we've had problems with the direct TV. Uh-oh. Right? I know where this home run's going. So he and Eric are trying to figure this out, right? So I love that Eric wants to help the repairman for things Eric doesn't know much about. You're absolutely wrong. Eric knew more than this guy, and I'll tell you why. Oh, oh dude, the twists and turns in the story, it's amazing. So Eric knows how to do every goddamn thing at the bar. He can change the CO2. He can fix compressors in the... He can, I've helped him fix the oven mid-shift before. He can do everything. So, it's a, so what he couldn't figure out was he was like, oh, it must be a problem with the direct TV boxes or whatever. You know, and, like, and those boxes go through... A, I mean, they're an open air on, in a, on, a, on a beach. And if you start fucking with the boxes and... You know, the connection, you know, you got to have codes, you got to have uh, whatever that only DirecTV personnel can, right, can okay. fix, right? So the DirecTV guy comes out, the game's on, all of a sudden all the TVs go out. This lady that showed up to sit with Darren goes, excuse me, the Braves game is not playing anymore. I was like, ma'am, I didn't do it. I was trying to be joking. I was like, I didn't do it. She goes. Well, why don't you go get Amanda so maybe she can do it? Damn. I was like... Uh, she didn't have to look around at all the other TVs. Right every now? TV. It's yeah. an attack on the Braves. Yeah. A Phillies fan has entered the building. So literally, I was like... Uh, I wanted to be mad, but I was like, listen, the direct TV guy is here right now. There's a... It's a baseball game, baby. It ain't going nowhere. It's a much bigger problem than just this TV. Like, look around at every single TV. Well, I want to order some food. I was like, all right, let's get your order. She goes, I'll tell you when I'm ready. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, lady. Uh, all right, I got, uh, okay, okay. So we're having this problem, whatever. She finally orders food. The game still won't come back on. She eats her food. They go to cash out. I was like, uh, uh, it'll be X amount of dollars altogether. She goes, no, he and I are separate. So I was like, were they a couple? Were okay. They, were they a couple or not? But. I uh, did one of them pay with a card. One paid with a card and one paid with cash. So maybe the did the card person ask for a receipt? No. Then you, if it's a business thing, you get a receipt. You pay with a card. You only pay one meal. Nope. I get that fair nope. enough. Nope. Nope. Not a business thing. They don't work much. I don't think. No, they were they were pretty old. Okay. But they tipped like a normal percentage or whatever and got right out of there. The moment they walked out of the door, all the TVs flash back on. And do you know why? I know you don't because I'm about to tell I you. I think I know. I think because you waited. <laughs> so, Eric goes under the building. 
to check to make sure that the coupler for the two coaxial lines, it had gotten loosed from the last time that they had uh, put the uh, projector up for... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Eric goes up under the... We've got three new DirecTV boxes, three new uh, remote controls, all this shit. It was one loose cable. So Eric fixed it. Eric. But you got three new boxes and three new remotes. And I was like, Eric, you don't have to pay for them coming out no, for no. service. And it's he's all like, free. no. Especially with what Eric pays, hell no. Exactly. Because, and we've talked, uh, we've told the story on the podcast before, but for the first 10 years that I worked there. Oh, yeah. DirecTV was residential. Yeah, because you pay by the seat. We thought that was 40. And, like you, and, and, and the thing is, like the fine Eric paid was, was less than the amount it would have cost him to have had DirecTV that amount of time or something. Yeah, oh, he yeah. Was oh, like, like he came out ahead of this somehow. Dude, he settled out like a real, real. I thought you were going to say Eric heard her talking shit to you when he was under the building and he waited until she was leaving oh, to God. plug it back in. No, no, that's exactly what happened. That's <laughs> the, he, he, he knew that's what happened. All right, so. I'm going to plug back in. I'm a. Yeah, we're a little shorter on drinks, so uh, listen. my bourbon drink before you. Just want to point that uh, F out. I, I refilled it uh, oh, while we oh. were over here. You were hiding behind Karen. Right. Oh, so yeah. uh, coming up in the second half, we have Travis Jadon from Hot Grits Podcast. We are going to be talking about his interview with Brian West, uh, Orange Crush. Peach Fest. Peach Fest, other things. We're super excited to have him. And uh, yeah, please stay tuned. And a little chip review when we come back. Oh, yeah, and a little chip review. And uh, we will see you guys in the second half. It's going to get chippy. At time. least you did it, and I didn't do it. It was my turn. Hey, and welcome back to From Behind the Barcast. We have a very special guest, Travis Jadon from the Hot Grits Podcast. Super special. Super Glad special. to be back, boys. This not is a real set, honor. Not adult onset special. Not <laughs> just regular special. Listen, the listeners of this show are privileged because having heard the first half of this episode, just a lot of science, a lot of knowledge. Some history? Uh, yeah. History. history a uh, little bit of storytelling, just a little bit, a dabble, do you? And you guys gave him a dab of everything. But Travis I is really going to church it up for us. He's yeah, gonna, <laughs> he's as I've been known to do. Really going to improve this thing. So uh, <laughs> we love having you on because uh, here in Savannah, you get a lot of really great gets on your interviews. You've interviewed Mayor Van Johnson. Who's going to be on next week again, right? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I'm hesitant to like, as you guys know, like before it's recorded, but that's the plan. Uh, next week, Mayor Johnson. But last, uh, yeah, last week, Brian West, uh, Type B Councilman. As you I, mean, you, I mean, you'll have had, you had the Jerry Maguire guy, Lee. Um, yeah, Lee Steinberg, Steinberg, who was the agent for the Jerry Maguire was based off of. Then you had Councilman Brian West. Then you had a chick from Chicks 2 Dips. What was the name of her podcast? Yeah, Lauren Wolverton, Chicks and Dip Podcast. Um, so not a sports interview at all. And then... I, and I got through half of that, and they were talking about Nicki Minaj at one point. You, Nicki Minaj, knowledge, her sports knowledge, yeah, opposite yeah. sides. But you came together on uh, yeah. the guy that played for the Grizzlies. Listen, Hot Grits is an audio experience, and we just take them places. That's what I'm saying. It's such we a touch things. It's yeah. such and a then wide, me, a and wide then the mayor. A wide swath. Yeah. I like eclectic that. in nature. Men, women, politicians, Tybee idiots, you know, everything. Everything. Us. A wide swath. Yeah, a wide swath. <laughs> oh, that's the type of yeah. idiots. Yeah. That was us, I think. So, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so uh, here on our podcast, we talked a little bit about Orange Crush last week. It was fresh on the mind. And, uh, but and this week was Peach Fest. Supposed to be something which, you know, like it turned out to be not so much of an event necessarily. 
few little things we'll get to later. It wasn't anything major there. Sure, yeah. But uh, you interviewed uh, Brian West last week. Yeah. Uh, about, and so go listen to that. Yeah, uh, check that out. Because uh, yeah, there was a lot of great points made. There was there were some rumors and myths dispelled. Lots of things happened. It was a great interview. And we um, we have actually a quote before we get to Brian West we want you to hear. Okay. Yeah, we, right. uh, someone uh, sent us this clip, and we just wanted to... Um, just uh, put it out real quick. What you can't tell me, though, is whether there was a fire at the pier. Uh, I, th- I think we know that there was not a fire at the pier. Is that right? There was not a fire at the pier. And, you know, some people on social media were, were egging things on a little bit, you know, and, and raising the level of hysteria, um, you know, by posting, posting things like that. Um, and, you, and you hate to see that. You really do. You know what? You do hate to see that. Kelly, and... he's the one that was starting the room. Oh, that's a shame. That's why I was pointing at him. So we didn't warn Travis about this because this is is the best thing ever because it's a nice poll. The tweet, the tweet you, you put out, it got what, like 80,000 interactions or something on Twitter. A bunch, man. A bunch. Yeah. It was, it was, we were texting back and forth during this, the Saturday, the big Saturday of orange crush. Yeah. And you know, getting to, you know, trying to dispel our own rumors. And he was like, I was like, I think the fire's fake. He goes, don't care. (laughs) A hit's a hit. True. I, I think it's a flex move that you left it up. It's like, hey, man, like it's getting clicks, baby. I said apparently in the tweet, I said apparently, and that yeah. counts for something. Oh, and also, I didn't know you said apparently. Okay. And also, yeah, like it just because there wasn't a fire doesn't mean, doesn't mean there wasn't ever a fire. There I, we can't, a fire. Co- you can't confirm that. And I wasn't reporting anything. I was just passing it along. That's what Twitter's for. Yeah, uh, Twitter is for all kinds of Like, when I report something, people will know it. And something that I don't do a lot of reporting on is the state of the Tybee Island Pier. Like, ever <laughs> yeah. before or it after. His first, his first foray, uh, foray into that. You know, give the guy some credit. But hey, like, yeah, I'm not deleting that at all. Unless, like, unless somebody convinced me that it was going to do more damage to have it up. Then I would delete it, but by the time someone convinced me of that, I think you did a far. I think you did a service in a in a weird by proxy way because you showed that if one person puts one thing up, all of a sudden it becomes a, a story that, true or that not. Story you know what? Like That's wildfire. a great point, Pax, and I never thought about that. That's a great point, I and mean, I'm a martyr in a way. When you think about it, like thank God for me, or else. You've done us a service because that just shows people that I love that. I as love fast that. as the internet can yeah. move, even th- if things are true or false, you opened the door. You pulled the veil back. You know who I brought in? Clint. I brought Buffington. When Buffington got involved. Buffington getting involved was the best part. It's just a level up, dude. When, he, when Buffington he gets involved, on. I'm talking about where there is trouble Buffington is. He was he was he was Johnny on the scene during the car flipping over on. Okay, so uh, educate me. Uh, we talked about it. So last time he was on, we talked about Brett Buffington because how great of a name. WSAV, it is yeah. For WSAV, oh, what, what a good name for a news guy, Brett Buffington. Oh, on the so scene. yeah. So he's like man on the street reporter, like uh, one of Jim the many Can- people that dispelled the fire. Yeah. So he's like yeah. the Jim Cantori that's out there at every hurricane. Or like, yeah, he was out on the Murdoch trial, the Trent he's Lear camp thing. Country. Uh, like the bullying thing. He got oh, yeah. he got assault. He got like confronted by a Karen in a restaurant a few weeks ago, and like put her in her place. So, so later that night, after I tweeted the fire that allegedly did not exist, we don't know. Can't we confirm. don't know. Hey, we can't confirm. Can't confirm either way. We're not here to confirm. We're not, yeah, that's not what we're here for. That's for guys like Buffington to do. But later that night, I just tweeted out, "Where's Buffington?" 
like this fire has him written all over it <laughs> because like bad things are happening. Where's the buff? Here comes buff. He's got the spidey sense. He couldn't get out there because yeah. of traffic. The traffic had, but he was there last this past week and he was oh, on the they pier. They probably flew him in, yeah. He was on the pier, yeah. He might have, he might have, he scuba in. in somehow. He, I mean, look, he get he gets in there. It's great. This fr- frog man suit and because he was at, so we'll get into. Do you all think that Brian West got that? I think he got what I was trying. I think he got that I knew my tweet was wrong in that interview in that clip. Here's the thing: I heard it, and I I talked to him that night. I don't know, like, dude. And when he was he was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I know." See, I couldn't tell whether he got it or not because I think as you were interviewing him, he was making sure that he was keeping his uh his points together, yeah, and trying to be concise. So it kind of slid by. Like Clint makes a million jokes on the podcast. When I re-listened to them, I didn't hear him while he said them. They don't all land. No, I'll but just no, tell you, no, they don't. They don't all land. You can't land if you don't jump. Well, they don't land right away. But the second time I listened to it, when I'm, uh, you know, posting the podcast, I'm like, yeah. God damn, that was funny as hell. I missed it. Some of those are just for the listeners, like just they, moments. They're mostly just for the listeners because, yeah, it, it it doesn't make me or the person I'm interviewing like come off great. But I give Brian a lot of props. He was great, man, for coming like. That's what's so awesome about him. He'll, like, I just shoot him a text on Sunday, ask him, any chance I could convince you to come on? He's like, yeah, no problem. You, you know, know, tell me when. You know, a you politician know, who's willing to speak his mind and get out there and talk. Yeah. You know why? Unlike he, some of our other politicians. You know why he was unafraid to come on? Because he's, he's not afraid of having a long-form discussion because he's not uh, uh, towing some weird line or worried about uh, skewing one way or the other to uh, try and garner yeah. uh, favoritism from any certain group, he's willing to say what he's thinking about and what and wants, what he wants people to understand that they might not understand without his perspective. Yeah, there's some people that I think, especially in politics, that will, that they gravitate towards PR, like towards people here. And then there's some people that do the exact opposite. It's hard to get a word out. What's, what's hard the, to get them in public. Hard to get a photo of them. Yeah. Can't you don't see them? Well, they're you're afraid just, to say one thing. They're just a name behind a title on a behind a link on a website with an email, and that's who they are. In the world of short clips, though, if if someone takes any clip of something that they said, they can you know uh, misrepresent it in any sure. way. So yeah. you don't want to you don't want to say anything in public where it could be. Yeah, misconstrued. Well, I, yeah, I think away. people just want to just want to see a normal a normalcy like uh and he, and he wants to get the facts out there. He wants to dispel rumors. Yeah. Whether true or false. You know, we don't but he 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 gave he gave you a lot of information that I didn't know that I was happy to hear. Like one of the big ones was that Savannah State was like, "Don't go to the students. Don't go to this event. It's not going to be good." Yeah, I didn't know that. It's good. Yeah, I I had not known that either. I mean, I was listening to that and was like, "Oh yeah." Oh, yeah. and, and that was one of the first things that he mentioned. And well, just for our listeners uh, who aren't local, Savannah State is our own uh, HBCU. And I don't know if they were the originators of that's, that's who started Orange Crush because it's Shannon Sharp, who went to Savannah State, the most famous athlete ever from Savannah State, um, s- tweeted picture of something happening. At Orange Crush, like I'm ashamed. Of this I, in the '80s, I helped champion starting this with a lot of other people, students, which is a classic Sharp move. Oh yeah, the, because their football program. Will have the most backwards, horrendous acts going on, and while winning and losing, and he won't say a word about it. 
like while Dion's going back to all, and then Shannon, I don't know if you've ever known, he just doesn't say a word. Yeah. And then Orange Crush happens, and now he's the originator of Orange Crush. Yeah. Like, it's we just mighty convenient. Like, he started that fire. Like, I don't know about that, pal. Like, is he really the originator I mean, so of it started Crush? in the 80s, and he was there in the 80s, so. I'm, I'm not sure that he's claiming that he was the. Oh, a co-creator. He was there, he was there in, the, in, 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 the, in the beginning days. Yeah. And he was in the garage when Apple was there. Like he yeah, was in there. Yeah. He was He's part in of the, the driveway room. next door. He was in the incubator. But but the bigger the room. the bigger <laughs> point is is that since it, it's supposed to be uh, uh, sur- the, the intention was college students going to a place to have their spring break, essentially whatever. Yeah. But it's for historically black colleges now. As the time has gone on, instead of the college kids attending. Now it's turned into any person in Savannah who wants to go to a party. Now there's more non-college students coming to the event than college students, I would assume. Oh, for sure. Yeah. and, and There's not 50,000 people at Savannah State. I think, <coughs> okay, but do you think the majority of people were, you guys were around it more than, like, all I was doing was asking questions and tweeting from a distance. You know, AT and T and people. I mean, there were people Just from all over distance. the country. Apparently, people were getting. There were people that got. But said age group wise, were were there more? Like the majority of them were college kids, or that around that age, college aged, but not necessarily from a university. And then there's like an added, say, say fifteen to twenty percent that are uh, of adults. like thirty. There were some guys there with grandchildren, like in their thirties, that are just locals. You know, from Savannah. The two people that were having sex on the bridge were probably not HBCU students. But they were both taking selfies while they did it, so it was kind of cool. Hey. Now, this past weekend, was it, like, if that would have been regular Orange Crush, would that have been a light Orange Crush? Oh, yeah. That would have been incredibly light. You're talking about the, the what, yeah. Yeah. Beach Fest? So yeah. it was nothing. Oh, oh, it was literally nothing. So it was nothing. There's nothing. I mean, it was it, it was such a small people that, that when it started raining, everyone flocked to the pier, and everyone that was on the beach for the most part was able to get onto the pier and under it. Yeah. And that's not a lot of people. I mean, it was crowded as hell, yeah. but it wasn't a lot of people. But the but, week before, you know, the, yeah. the, the the big one, and uh, Brian mentioned this in the in the interview, the pure volume of people is the first problem, <laughs> uh, no matter what group it is. Also, they're all going to the exact same place. They're just hanging out right around the pier. On the south end of the island. It's not like, yeah. he said, 4th of July. You know, it's spread amongst North Beach, Mid-Island. Every, it's all over the beach. So you have a similar number of people, but they're not all congested in the same area. And a lot of them are staying more so than like this. A lot of this, this crowd was just coming for the day. So you have, you know, traffic, more traffic issues. If you're coming for the weekend, you come here on a Friday, you don't leave till Sunday or Monday. It's, it cuts down the congestion, even though it's already going to be congested anyways. Yeah. So when I ask, so when I I'm like trying to figure out what questions to ask them. I'm usually crowdsourcing like social media, like because if people on social media had the chance to ask them a question or allege something, then I want to do that and and then just let them respond. Yeah, that's the goal at least for like for like public figures like that. Sure. So fourth, a lot of people were comparing it to St. Patrick's Day and Fourth of July. So that's why I asked him, like, what's the difference? And it seemed to me, and you guys can, like, it seemed to me that he thought the main difference was there's no, there's no attraction for Orange Crush. Like, there's, there's no. Not, the only, the event is the event. There's not right. a band playing. There's not fireworks happening. There's not a parade. 
It's like just, at least the parade has a, uh, yeah. a definitive, like, you're okay, going to the parade. You're right. And even if parade. it's a whole weekend, like, you know that the, the parade is this time and it's going to, you're going to a concert. It's going to go this route during this time. You're going to a, this, you're going to a fireworks that. on 4th of July. It's going to start around this time end around this time. And, and that was this a per- general area. That was a perfect point that he made where it's like, okay, you take any group of young kids all going to a place with literally not a, a, a central event to attend, like a concert or whatever. It's just not feasible. There's not logistically is not possible. It's but who do you blame that on? Yeah, but they're, they're, and that's another thing I asked Brian. Like, what, because for me, that's the when Mayor Sessions said, "What did she say?" The quote about, "But for now, Tybee Island is lucky." You know, as if they sur- as if Tybee survived some great natural disaster that they didn't know was coming their way. For me, that was a weird quote to be like, "Oh, we're lucky." Is, is that exactly. what exactly? Uh, she, she said we were lucky, like we survived. A, like said, a oh, flood. see, uh, when you when you mentioned that earlier, uh, pre-production, uh, we uh, we were lucky. I thought that she was saying we were lucky that we had that much uh, like business coming to the island. No, she was saying like, "Oh, we're lucky, nothing." Then no prop. She said something about no property oh, was destroyed. Yeah, she, wow. she, she made a statement that said no, there was no property damage. Just a strong. There was great, great clearly the, property the damage. The Michael's was knocked over. She said private property because I, she was saved by that because I don't think we got to this last week. Wow. There is a video taken out there of the new police truck we have, four door, big big body truck, covered in people twerking all over the truck. Yes, they didn't own the truck. They twerked all over it. And they're in the back, they're in the front. I, you can't even see if there's someone in the vehicle. But there's, mo- I've seen more than one video of someone's working on a cop car. And the cops are just yeah. sitting there because, like, <laughs> what do you do? The car doesn't have, it's not like Kit from Nightmare where you can hit an electric button or spray, pepper spray out the windshield wipers. It's people dancing on a damn government vehicle. Truck it all over. We, we, so funny to me. We That's talked so about, funny to we me. We talked about that because uh, this uh, past <laughs> weekend, they had uh, the big black uh, GSP, like, more intimidating They looking. had a fucking helicopter, too more intimidating looking vehicles blacked out windows and stuff i was like if someone climbs on that hood they probably got like the yeah they just gonna electrocute them off you gotta electrocute them, them or pepper spray or whatever it's like a jet button james bond's car so how would you compare the police presence from weekend one to weekend two? Oh, quadruple easily probably but the 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 question is uh police presence like however much you put in there does more volume of police presence equal more uh uh, containment of what's happening because I don't think that. You no, know, that's does. what West was saying too. West like there too. is a, there is a. But it once worked. you get above a certain amount of people over, like how, is it a three mile island? Is that right? Six yeah, miles? basically. Yeah. yeah. Is that? I mean, so like I, there is a number where it just doesn't matter. Well, the thing is, you. But the the thing that what could have been done in my mind is had them here already, not trying to get them here, which they tried to do the previous weekend. They were here on Thursday and Friday. They were ready prepared you know they couldn't bring them in on a boat or anything they, i mean they had dnr had trucks long bed trucks with four-wheelers in the back so they could get out in the four and they were riding on the beach in mass with eight four-wheelers as a group which when there's the balance is better with police to, to you know uniform officers to people attending an event you can control better because what happens is the pier got filled up last weekend when it rained like i said everyone got on the pier there were sheriffs on the pier but like six of them they could contain what's happening there was fights drug use People dancing on tables, speakers, and everything, and it took over the pier. And so, what they the cops did, they came in gently. It looked with 
Our man Brett Buffington reported on this, so I know it's true. They came in and gently cleared the pier, but they had the buff them. man. They, the buff man was there. He was there. He was on one of the tables dancing. I think he's a problem, though. But and so they had, they, they, they had pepper spray guns. They didn't have to use anything, but they just kind of slowly walked everybody out, went under the pier, some strobe lights, walked everybody out of there, and got just go back on the street. And you're talking about this past weekend, not the weekend. Before. Beach fest weekend. Okay. That's because they had enough. They, there was more cops at that one thing than we had the previous period. But there was also ten percent of the people. Oh, easily. Right, so okay, so let's think about this. Dude so, selling tickets to her, what, like, yeah, yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing. <laughs> so Somebody crazy. was selling tickets to the beach. To a, to a, to People bought them too. Like, All right, so let, let's think about the weekend before. Let's say they had that same sort of uh, uh, aggressive police presence, you know, riding four wheelers down the beach. Wouldn't that sort of incite uh, a little more anger from the crowd, uh, having that much presence and being intimidating like that? Would that maybe spark a little more uh dissension between yeah maybe shit if i know like i feel like it's their job to know they just had better be prepared better but to have too much preparation than not enough just, there was a lot of i don't in the immediate aftermath there was a lot of stuff coming out about you know who's to blame like uh the who's car accident the stuff at fort pulaski there, there's a lot of uh it's not us well, it's here, not us. It's not. Well, it's not, the, it, it's not the city of Savannah. It's not the. Here's the problem. Orange Crush as a thing. It's not organized by a person or a company or a. You know what I mean. So there's no one to turn to to be like, "Hey, your event caused See, these problems." So my thought of this: if someone's selling tickets to the beach, maybe start there and go, "Hey, you, you're promoting this event. You've taken in money. There's a yeah. I've tried to get a bunch of those guys. I've tried to get a, a lot of those guys. No, it's no, hard it's to not. get them. Well. Some of them will respond, um, but I mean, they sh surely they have a side of it. Like some of the things that we asked Brian, I you know some of the responses that they might give, we might be like, oh man, I didn't I didn't even think I didn't consider that, or like they might have emails or correspondence with city officials for. Sure. So you're you're trying to reach know. them to see if they have that. Yeah, but like. That's another thing is like, you don't know who is at the top of these things. It's so hard to get anybody in front of a... Who's the point man? Yeah. Especially with social media. That's, it makes it kind of hard to get to. Um, and you asked him one of the questions I, that I proposed on Facebook that got no negative responses at all by anyone. Um, I asked, what are the benefits to this weekend? And you asked him, are there more citations written or anything that would lead to more money being made, at least by the yeah. city? Because someone proposed that on... And it, no. He said, he shut that down immediately said, no. He said... Restaurants lost money. People were walking out on tabs. One restaurant had to close early, so they lost about $7,000 because how early they had to close. He said that, out. right? Yeah. That was the number he $7, said? $7,000. That's one business. Uh, now, I don't know if we brought this up last week. We didn't bring it up last week. There was one business, SIS, apparently. WSAB posted an article last uh, Monday. Yeah. Local Tybee businesses report record profits. It was a single business, not one. Businesses refers to... It was a guy who opened up an ice cream parlor four weeks ago. Did he have a record weekend? Your sample size here is small, sir. You've been open for four weekends. Woo! No, he was open. He's been open for four weekends. Yeah, for, he, he had been open all season. Like he just barely opened. Oh, so he can't even do like a a, a month over a month. No. Tom tomorrow when I uh, open my peanut stand oh, in my well, front that's yard. That's great. I didn't know record that. Business Clint. day. It's gonna day. be. It's gonna be my businesses. It's... The thing is, they 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 yeah, various yeah, yeah. trapping businesses. Like, what are you doing? That's what I was thinking, too, because I was like, okay, well, another difference between St. Paddy's Day, July 4th, uh, 
at most other events, there is some benefit. And so I was thinking, like, I thought myself, okay, more people get these little minor citations. Parking tickets for parking illegally. Yeah, more money. Like, they, and they have people parking, surely, like, right? They're well, paying parking. And well, even if all of them don't pay, like, isn't it more money? But Brian West, like, shot, he was like, no, that's just not true because I guess they weigh it against the. Well, no, I was going to say Brian West made the very good point of so uh, no matter how much police presence you have out there, if one guy, if one police officer has to stop a person to give a citation, all of a sudden that's 30 minutes of his time taken when 60 other, not crimes, but you know, like uh, dangerous situations are happening elsewhere. And the thing is, if that citation turns into an arrest, now that cop's gone for even longer. Which is what he was saying. He was like, yeah, it's not like they're going to be able to work like the incidents quicker. The yeah. Like they already work incidents as quick as they can. And Tybee's only so large. Uh, you'd have to make a triage center to hold detainees if you were to detain someone. It's, yeah, it's not feasible. And most of those fines will just flat out just likely yeah. not get paid. Um, and it, one of the things he said that he saw was that people were on, as he's saying on social media, on some of the multiple Tybee pages, I'm canceling my, my, my vacation there this summer because of this. People are seeing this on social media and going, I don't want to come there. So people that aren't um, astute enough to figure out that this is just a one weekend thing, you know, or a one and a half weekend thing, they were like, oh, this is scary. I'm not coming at all. So that's further lost money for, for local business owners. People yeah. that Airbnb How prominent do you think that is? Uh, I think people it's a, really a lot like of Mary see... Sue's probably. But like... I think currently they look and see now. And they won't book in the future because if they were looking to come down on one of these weekends and they saw what was happening yeah. on social media, that'll affect whether they decide to book down here. In the I saw future. people asking, like, is it safe to come in October? Well, the like, thing they're is, they're asking safety questions because of this. But you can't even tell them, like, oh, a uh, specific one. You just can only tell them a time frame. That's, what, that's yeah, true. Yeah. April's, April's a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah I, bet, I bet next April in May, you look back and see a probably a drop. Hey. So uh, effect on it's a bi- Buffington project effect on business as well. There's another thing that uh, we touched on a little bit last week, but uh, so like like you were talking about St. Patrick's Day, every business downtown has a has record days because you know there's so many people and all the businesses are open. <clears throat> That's downtown. There's a million ways to get in and out of downtown. Tybee Island. There's only one way on and one way off. So you have businesses down here. Uh, no one can afford to live down here unless you own a place. But people that typically work at restaurants and bars down here, if they don't live down, they, they can't afford to live down here. They live off island. If they can't get onto the island to go to work because the traffic is so backed up, the restaurants are going to close. So a couple restaurants had to close because they could not get their employees here. Or close early because they couldn't get employees here. Like they right. so one shift. That, that's yeah, all. like if the night shift comes in at four. And they can't p- get here like, that was, you can forget about that on Saturday, right? Exactly, yeah. You can just not completely attainable. forget about and it. And that yeah. happens other times as well, but it's not, it's not as, it's not but as But again, random. there are benefits to tie before those other times. Like, there is a, like on this, it's like you, businesses are closed, but yet there is still no benefit. To t- yeah, well, well, like, the there's point, nothing to outweigh it. The point that I was getting to was, uh, so these businesses closed, because, or they have to close because they don't have employees. They can't yeah. get the employees down here, right? So then you have this group of young black college students 
that are going to these places and they're closed. And, and they're assuming it's because... And they're like, oh, y'all are closing because it's us, because we're black. Which is a logical step for them to make. It, it yeah. is not out of the realm. Of, <laughs> yeah. Right? And, yeah. And there is a racial aspect down here. There's a few people that are, that are you know... But that's not, but that's, not the, that's not the exact reason for that. But coming from their perspective, I would be like, I would probably think the same thing too. Oh, they're closing because it's us. Well, the thing is, all it takes is one person to go, they're closing because of us and spread that information. And then it gets all around. Like I said, Zunji's got bombed with that, some of that last weekend. Um, and it's like, look, it's a, it's a decision to make. I mean, we know someone, a, a black guy owns a business out here. He closed his business last weekend or weekend before last because he was like, I don't want this to be, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm not in a good place to be down here. I think it's just easier to be closed and save myself the trouble, the hassle. All people want to do is use my damn bathroom. And I get that. You got to use the bathroom. There's not a lot of public bathrooms on Tybee. What was it few. like at Poo's? Poo's is in the cut a little bit. Poo's is so, way cut. So Poo's, we never get uh, hardly any of the Orange Crush stuff because if you're on Highway 80 looking, looking down into yeah. there, it just looks like a bunch of art shops or whatever. But uh, the people that we did get, uh, so I worked uh, on, the, on the bad... Uh, Orange Crush weekend. I worked that Saturday and Sunday. Oh, I heard you talking about the skateboard. Both, yeah, both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I had like uh, twelve to fifteen of the Orange Crush people come in because someone had referred them that knew me or knew Huckapoo's. They were like, "Hey guys, listen, Huckapoo's will be open. Yo, low key, low key, low key. Yo, go holler, at my boy. So that's why you got sort some cool people. Yeah. And I had cool people. But typically, we, you know, they just don't know where we are." Because once you get, you don't stumble across Huckapoo's. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to be going there to go, to it, be going there. It's on like a referral basis for the most part. Shit. But. I need one of those. One of the producers. Yeah, yeah. Not great with doors. Good with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we want to? Yes, we do. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I feel bad because he just really did me a solid. Here's a, uh, here's, a, here's a pro tip for you. If you, have, if you have a sliding glass door, don't use Windex. Don't use all this other <laughs> fucking bullshit. You take 91% IPA, isopropyl alcohol, mix it with a little bit of water. <laughs> he slammed right into that glass door. Holy oh. hell. But he recovered so well. <laughs> I mean, it was so pure. So well, he, so he, he, went, he went inside and walked it off and came back outside. It's and the did. only thing you can do. <laughs> you, look, you own it. Yeah, when, I, yeah. when I was at the Braves game, I thought it was about it was it was last last season. You rubbed some, you got rubbed dirt on it I, I, or something. I, I walked slam into a, cla a you, glass door, at like full sprinting, not sprinting, but I was <coughs> I was looking beyond the where the window yeah. was and hit it. And I would look at the next guy next to me, like, damn, that window's clean. Like I owned it because you got to own it. You can't yeah. you can yeah. get mad, but it's no one's fault but your own. Maybe no, no, yeah, you can't. And then you just ask about you're just like what? That's a you great window. Take the L. Do people respect it way more when you just take the L? It's a great clean window. <laughs> yeah, and be yeah. like, hey, you did really well. It's like uh, Boise State's uh, uh, football field. field. Uh, All the birds uh, it kills every 100 year. birds die every year because they're diving into they're it. They're just sliding into it. So as your interview went on with Brian, uh, the thing that I noticed was uh, each question he had, uh, not necessarily concise answer, but he, he there was no pandering answer. It wasn't. He wasn't being cautious about, uh, oh, what should I say or yeah. what can I say? Yeah. It was just factual, this is my opinion. Did you take yeah. that away from it? Yeah, he's, yeah, I did. Yeah, he's measured, but, but it was like, 
there was, I guess I could tell that he was like prepped for some of those questions. I mean, they weren't like out of left field questions. Well, you got to figure someone of his, of his, of his, of his intelligence and uh, understanding of, of politics. He's, he's done some research. He's looked at social media and seen what people are saying. Be prepared for a lot of the common questions you're going And to get. he's been around, man. Like, Brian, even before he was on Tybee City Council, like, he's seen a lot of this stuff up close. And so I like to always find out, like, okay, where does this one comp? Like, give me a comp. When sure. you, and when someone like him says, this is like nothing we've seen before, that stands out to me. It's like, whoa. Okay. You know, it's truthful. This guy's seen, like, yeah. you know, decades. And, he, and I was he, saying that, people. I was like, this is not like anything we've ever seen because I've experienced, you know, 25 of them. Yes. And it wasn't like Fort Lauderdale in the 60s either. That's a, an, an, an unequal comparison. He was such a refreshing. So he was my friend. For, like, I've known him before he ever got on council because he's been a regular at Huckapoo's all the time. Brian? Brian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's a super cool dude. And when he got on council, I almost told him not to because I was like, you're too cool of a fucking dude. You don't want to waste like, your time trying to deal with these, you know, <laughs> with this dumb shit around here. You know what I mean? But hearing him, because when he and I talk personally, I don't ever bring up like Tybee politics at all because. Where uh, are the swings on the beach? Because I don't care about that shit because he's my <laughs> friend. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't want to pressure him into, because if people try and talk to me about uh, like work when I'm not at work, I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk sure. to you. So I'm not going to ask him about fucking council questions or policy questions when he's yeah. out. Like, you don't want me to text you on Fridays and ask you who's playing at the bar you're not working at tonight? Exactly. But even for guys like him, there are times where you can tell that they're more passionate about something or, or just more, I don't even know if passionate's the right word, into it. He's other more, things. And he was like... He's more willing to address his opinions without... Uh, the uh, the editing of oh I I should say this or I shouldn't say yeah. this. It's refreshing because he doesn't speak like the rest of the people do. He doesn't mind just giving you a fucking straight answer. And he'd rather you get a straight answer, even if it doesn't sound like what you want to hear. It's the damn truth versus yeah. trying to massage it into there was no damage to to, to public or private property. You didn't have to say that. You didn't even. And she made that statement like what Sunday evening. Monday morning, like you could have did, did some more research and figured out there was, and you got to imagine some people that were that were part of that church. They're mad about that. You you're acting like we don't matter. Our private property doesn't matter. It's because it wasn't. It didn't fit her agenda. Her yeah. agenda of we're lucky. And yeah. now in the context that I'm hearing it, and she's up for election this year, which we're lucky. She's up for re-election this year. Well, and the thing is, Brian agreed with her on that state. Like, I mean, he felt. Strongly, I think that there was little. That, it sounded to me like he thought there was little that could have been done. But I see. I didn't. I didn't expect that. But maybe that's reaction. not the takeaway. Maybe that's just no, my I, takeaway. No, I think that he's correct in that because it's unprecedented. Uh, how many people were down here for this one? So, yeah, but that's mighty convenient just to say. I was, but, couldn't have stopped what, what it. Could, do you have a fucking answer? No, exactly. So what, I, 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 had, I had a mild answer, but it's it's, it's the thing about it is anything you do to address this has to be done on other weekends. You can't just do it Orange Quest weekend. So the thing is, is do you make April a festival month or whatever, where you every April week, every Saturday, April, you do the same thing to slow down the flow of traffic, check people coming onto the island. Where do you do said thing? Yeah, you would just hope they learn from it, right? That they surely, like it took them one weekend to adjust. So now now that should carry over to next year. But the the adjustment that they made isn't equal to the result. Maybe not. 
it, because but it would be better than what we. They got to try something. Natural something, and I think and I think they weren't expecting the same kind of crowd this this past weekend. There's no way they were. They can say they were. They, they weren't they expecting. Were, they, they were. If they'd have been, they were hoping. Yeah. Excuse me, they, were, they were thinking fifteen thousand people, which it wasn't even close to that. But because they kept everybody else away that wasn't that wasn't going to Peach Fest yeah. to shake their eggplant on the beach. That was literally on the flyer a peach and eggplant contest. I'll let you listeners figure out what they mean by peach and eggplant, but. Okay, so let me. I'm an eggplant guy. Let me pose this. Uh, so in the same, no doubt, no in doubt, the same vein, an idea of uh, <laughs> not doing a certain thing on one weekend, you know, spreading it out, so it's not like, hey, we're targeting a certain yeah. group or a certain time. I think uh, just you know, just ballpark, you know, spitball idea. So a limit of cars that can come onto Tybee that can pass Bull River Bridge. If you have a Tybee sticker. And you live down here, or a or a pay step, or you work on Tybee, or whatever, right? You can go, but uh, there has to be like a set limit of just general vehicles, like a one on one, one on one off. Well, no, 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 just a cap. Like, okay, we're we're at five hundred fifty cars that don't that aren't here for anything but pleasure. And then what happens? And then you just stop the line. I guess we were saying right until two come off one and one out. After that. Where at the beginning of the causeway? So that's that's the thing. Is where do you start? Where it? do you do? So my the, m- one yeah. of the solutions I heard the count starts at once you're on the island. Yeah, that's the reason I heard a good one. But that can't you be sh- where you stop it. Yeah, that, my, one of my favorite ones was from a local idiot that said, "What a quick solution is just to widen the roads. Just real quick, widen the roads." Now, what a Johnny on the spot that guy. Is. I mean, <laughs> I was like, you know what? The only thing that would take longer is to dig a tunnel under the way. I didn't know he was a department of transportation. You guys grow great out here. You guys just, are just yeah, he was a little on Tybee. He's we're not taking him. Science. He's, he stayed in Savannah with this dumbass. Um, uh, when can I, they? When are when are people allowed to talk about this? Because that was another thing that. So that's the thing. So we, 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 we Brian was under the impression that we all were there was going to be a city council meeting last Thursday yeah. about this. They pushed it. They addressed things just the city council and the mayor this past Thursday very quickly. This coming Thursday, May fourth, may the fourth be with you if you go to this event. Um, that you can submit questions oh, before the event or during written. And there's a third party moderator because I asked the city of Savannah oh, page I this. That. I got a written answer from them. They addressed me. They, they text, whoever runs that account did a great job. They messaged me privately and said, "Thank you for a good question. I'm I'm asking the people that are organizing the event. I'll get back to you as soon as I can." Because they wanted to squelch something like that. Because out of the 80 comments, no one had addressed that. I ask it gently. I get a polite answer. I'm polite to them back. That goes smoothly. If you're polite to people, they'll give you a light. What page sometime. was it? City, the city of Tybee Island's like, official Facebook page. Here's okay. A, and so they said, questions can be submitted there. But a third-party moderator will be choosing what questions are asked. And they will be the person asking questions. Which you said last week, it's probably a good idea not to have everybody open speak. There's it's, too many people. It's 100% good not to let every single person. At least agree. breathalyze them first. Sessions is the one, I think, that gets to be a true moderator. But now if there's a third-party moderator. No, no. We they, need said the, third, they said third-party. They said. We need the third-party moderator. But, but who chose the third-party moderator? Who chose the third-party moderator? I'm going to say his name. Whoever's name it was, it started with an S. It may have been a Shirley or a Sean, but I bet it was one of those two. Oh, I don't know who the third-party moderator is. The person that chose that moderator. Oh, yeah. Who, who, who votes for moderator? How do you get that gig? Yeah, how do you get, yeah, how do you, well, do they you think even, they fly them in? Do they even vote on that shit? Well, a bigger point. They fly them in? For, fly them in. A bigger point that I'm, think, that from I'm DC, thinking about is. From Langley. Uh, when they were talking about having those uh, council meetings, like the week after or even two weeks after the actual event happened, 
everyone's blood is still boiling at that point. That's a good point. Yeah, you, you let, let it die down a little bit. You got to, you, you know, when you're mad at someone and instead of uh, calling well, nobody them has them, mastered that trait better than Tybee Island, than the, than the act of putting something off to talk about it. Like, okay. they're, they're pretty freaking good. I at know that. what you're saying, that they put certain things off Come so on that people will forget about it. But I'm talking about the perspective. It's a good of, tactic. Don't, a lot of people like that. Don't, don't address things that you're upset about yeah in, smart. In, in the heat i of, like to write it down read it back see how you feel later i've done that before have a measured and yeah, yeah. prepared thought about it and but that doesn't make for good podcasting though. No. that's why you got to have brian on right away right after while he's still pretty hot about it i can't see, let him i, I can't let him hot. calm down i want the politician hot when they talk about it but i don't want the dumb drunk citizen hot when he no 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 about you don't want that guy no you don't because people were people were Bring in the National Guard and like, okay, first off, how are you getting them out there right now? They're coming on boats. Like, what are we doing? We got frogmen everywhere. This is this is you know this isn't the Coast Guard. They're not highly trained. It's also interesting to hear him the Monday after Orange Crush, before there was the idea of the what was the second weekend called? Peach Fest. Oh, they called it. It was Orange Rush or Orange Peach Rush, Fest. Rush, so yeah. he had it, but it was interesting to hear him like it was wordy in his voice because that's Monday. That's early on. Yeah. He still After, has fatigue. He's still, he's still behind on sleep from Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And, and some, Sunday, Sunday was not easy either. I think at that time, he did think that Thursday's city council meeting, it would be on yeah. the agenda. Because like, at that time, it probably was. But hearing him... But they made a special... They were smart to move it, though, because you get to see how it happened the next weekend. For sure. You have to give it some time. But hear, hearing him on your uh, interview with him, it didn't sound like his blood was boiling about... Like, he wasn't uh, being reactive or... No, no, uh, no. Or or abrasive, which was super refreshing to me. And, yeah, and that but Monday, it was fresh on his mind, like because he's on the beach cleaning up and stuff. That's the thing. That's yeah. one question you asked him. That his answer that was one of the more disturbing answers he gave. Not that he what he said was he wasn't being disturbing. He you asked him about who helped clean up. He was like the mayor was out there. I was out there. Locals going the beach cleanup crew was out there. And you said was anybody that helped promote or plan this festival or even seem to have been, have attended it help clean up? And he was like, not that I saw. Which is a good answer. For yeah, I wanted to be song. clear about that because I was, you do hear, that was the next thing I thought was coming out was a story about Orange Crush organizers on the beach. And hey, that's a great photo op. If there's any sense at the top of that organization, like you make that photo op happen on but Sunday. But what organization? Before you, there, there, there isn't Exactly. One. But well, like, that's, that's, shit, that's the kind anything. of thing the local news would jump at. It wouldn't be difficult. To, it would be really great PR. You, that would be. Buffington on the scene. Those are the moves you would make. I don't know if it would acquire like the talents of Buffington. I don't know if you get that kind of pull. But, well, well, but against the backdrop of Sessions yeah. press release, they could have that. I mean, those are the moves you would and think would be the moves the of uh, the, the people, the promoters, the it, event. Anyone yeah. with, with uh, a semblance of a brain, it, even if they didn't care about whether the beach was clean, just having the photo op and being out there. But even outside of just, just that one, one guy with one arm with a pickup tool and a, and a bag of trash you can't get the trash into. Outside of that, even that one event, uh, I went to the pier after uh, like Labor Day or just some, you know, like normal ass holiday. Because uh, they were doing something on the pier about like a uh, conservation or whatever. It was like a. Hmm, way. It was a fire. I was kidding. Conservation's cool. Mm. Whatever. There was a giant group of people down on the beach cleaning up after whatever <laughs> the party was the weekend yeah. before that they always do. There's like a contingent of. Tybee Clean Beach. People do that. 
And then there's people like Jen Knox that do that too, that go out there with people, and, and especially Orange Crush, 4th of July. I mean, there's fireworks. There's always, there's, there's more than one group that shows up to clean. Because if there's fireworks, other people bring fireworks. They're all Man, over the place. I bet you find some stuff, too. Oh. I bet you find some I, stuff. So I, I asked somebody that one. I was like, what kind of, like, what's the weirdest thing you found? What's the coolest thing you found? Any and ground like, scores? Any ground scores? Any, you know, Kelly got two new hats out of Orange Crush. It's a big weekend for you, Kel. Kelly crushed the hat game. Yeah. Not the no, normal opening game, but the hat game. So when we ask what the benefits are. He slid right in. and uh, There you go. There's the benefits. Well, uh, we twerking in hats, baby. Twerking yeah, we hats. mentioned it last week. Our buddy Edo was like, "What are the benefits? Watching girls twerk with big booties on cars." <laughs> he stands by that statement too. He's I'm cool with him. that too. Also, I yeah. mean, yeah, that, as long as nobody's is, hurt. Some of those booties are too big. No such thing. Blasphemy. Ask for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when you come up in the club, ask for me. Uh, so towards the end of the interview, uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, with Brian, uh, I just want to know your uh, your takeaway from because uh, the interview wasn't about like, hey, give me answers, give me solutions right now. But uh, taking away like his uh, his demeanor about the whole thing for me, listening to it, I was like, this is the most not central, but the most measured and thoughtful. The, the word experimental. He used was, I, I loved it. He didn't have to identify it. He goes, here's the thing. With any group of young college-age kids that are very experimental, with nothing to entertain them, they will entertain themselves. Yeah. And he is correct. Because back in the damn day before there was lots of video games, social media, there, the tomfoolery outside was way worse than it is now. Now it's people are getting bullied, attacked, and fucked with on social media. All that was outside. We were building forts in the woods with damn nails and glass traps. Because someone yeah. came into our fort. We're like nine, ten years old, setting up traps that could definitely injure somebody in a terrible way because we had nothing else to do. We were bored. We were entertaining ourselves. I accidentally set my fort on fire because uh, we have uh, the uh, palm trees <laughs> down here and the little fuzzies between all the little. Uh, sure. I was like, I'll just light. Of course. That. I'll light that little yeah. thing on fire. Do you want to talk about lighting things on fire? All right. I started like a like a secondary arson size fire one time behind where, where I live now, pretty much. Not my, not my house, but close to it. When they were building the Walmart by Battery Point, it wasn't open yet. In the seventh grade, me and this kid, Tony DeMuro, went into the Walmart while it was unopened. And we're like just poking around because we we're seventh graders. Prior to going to the Walmart, though, we had, we, had climbed, we had dug under the fence and climbed. We were behind, the, on this side of the fence, it's like a 10-foot tall fence. We had spread out an area. I knew how to do a controlled fire. I was a Cub Scout. Area of dirt Again, in the sure. middle of fire. Sure. Start a small fire. And when the fire, we're burning cheesy poofs. The cheesy poofs are fun to light on fire. Now, were you at the pier Saturday night? <laughs> so, I think Fritos, uh, we can take this chip challenge all the way if you want to and just fire that thing right up. So, we, clock, so we have the fire. I put, it, I put it out. We go under the fence. Kind of a windy day. Go into Walmart. We're screwing around. Security, people working there trying to come find us. I climb up onto the, I climb onto the top shelf of one of the cabinets in Walmart, and I'm laying down flat on top of the shelf to not be seen. You know, the top thing, You're there's up there. You're I'm tucking. I'm, yeah. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm out of the way. They can't see me, so the camera <laughs> couldn't see me. And, I, and so, and this, this fucktard cuck bastard is going, Clint King, Clint King. But what I didn't tell you is what I did before I went to Walmart. <clears throat> I picked up the phone outside. The payphone was working already. 
and I dialed 911. Oh, no. Fire at the pier. No. <laughs> you narked know, you, you yourself. <laughs> I dialed 911 and said, help me, help me. I've got a hole in my ass. Help me, help me. I've got a hole in my ass. It hung up. So while we're walking around Walmart doing what this dumb trick. shit, the cops have come to this phone because it wasn't Orange Crush weekend. They had nothing else to do. Of course. And they've come to the Walmart. Just two cops. All un- unbeknownst to me the while, this fire has smoldered on the other side of this fence and has spread into the brush and has lit all this little brush on fire at about a five-house area, burning the, p- the fences that are up against the brush. My God. The fire department became involved. I believe it was a two-alarm fire. I'm not sure of the seventh grade. My dad might be able to refresh me on this. I, statute of limitation. I, How so, long has that been? So yeah, you're good. <laughs> I'm like, they don't know it was us with the fire. I, so he and I are silent. I leave this situation not in handcuffs or any problems because they don't know the fire was us. They're not associating the two events together. He tells his brother a couple days later that we, that we were burning cheetahs in the woods. His brother tells his mom. His mom tells a neighbor who then tells the motherfucking fire department. I am now in all kinds of shit. You're just laying the, on the shelf. Not, all I could, leave me on the shelf, Tony. I would have been fine on the shelf by myself. You could have you made it. That's like the, so that's I, uh, my, the, the pun, my father being the man he was, this being the early nineties, instead of me going to jail or anything at 11, he was like, all right, my, to, to pay for this, my son and his friend will mow everyone's yard affected by this and the amount of money it costs per whatever it costs per lawn mowing to repair your fences. And so they all, my get, dad gets four or five houses agree on this. We go the first time we do an okay job. Then they're giving a shit about doing it. And so I figure out. We just fuck up every one of these lawns. They won't look at it. Yeah, they're gonna give up. And all of them, but one man gave up. He got his whatever the number was. The set the beginning. He gonna he get got his all ten. Yeah. His name was Ray Renteria. Yeah. I'll never forget his name. Dox him, dog. <laughs> yeah. Put him he out, might, dog. He might be dead, bro. I don't know. Take him out. Years. We Take forgot out. to put that. Uh, we we were we gonna have Take a drop for Clint on this. Uh, on that was this his pad. real name. I'm not disguising his name. Take him out. Take him out. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I stand by Ray. Take Ray did the right back. thing. Make that kid mow that lawn every time. I F- beat the shit out of his brother, you, though. I beat the shit out of his little brother. You can't <laughs> rat on me, you stupid bastard. That's like uh, uh, you cut their yard shitty so they don't want you to do it anymore. The point of that was to say there was no fire at there the pier. There was no fire at the pier. <laughs> I wasn't involved Wait in the Wait a minute. That's just another way for him to... Anyone call the cops asshole? It's another way for him to rub it in. Oh, dude. Did you guys see the drone footage of the, uh, the, the first ever seen drone footage from the night before? Did you see that on Twitter? Oh, yeah. From the... It was just a, uh, it was just a phone video from like one of the uh, city market yeah. bars downtown. Yeah, it was like it's drone. And footage. I tweeted the video and I said never before seen drone footage. It was from like three. You know? And it got that that was like close to a hundred thousand impressions on Twitter. And, it, <laughs> and one guy goes, "This isn't drone footage." And you could see the person's arm in the phone video. <laughs> yeah, like it's just a. Uh, it's <laughs> Their hands on the damn railing. So yeah, uh, I, I was, said, I, I said, damn, holding, damn it, let us have this. Let the man have his drone. We rented the drone for one night. Let me have the fire one on the pier, thing. man. He didn't I'm take the cap in, off the drone. He ran I'm, right into the I'm wall. Engagement. Uh, the people at the TV stations were like DMing me, asking, uh, "Can you confirm if the fire's still blazing?" And I was like, "No, I can't confirm that there ever was a fire." No, just like, ask. I was Bob. like, "I can't never." I was like, "I can't confirm that." Like, I'm not next year. Suspect number one. I this go, guy right here. I, I gotta stay far away from Tybee. I just go, dude, the video looks like a fire. Like, well, they, and the guy in the background goes, the pier's on fire. 
And I was like, wait, why is that guy out It's another thing. Why is Elmer Fudd in Orange Crush? Now, I didn't even know about the audio until I like was just about to tweet it. I never heard, like, I hadn't heard the audio. You got that tweet written, you're ready to go. Yeah. Cindy, don't think about it. That's what I do. Fire, fire away, homie, numbies. <laughs> strike while the iron's hot. Or don't strike the iron at all. Yeah. Paxton, killing that job. Killing that iron strikeless thing. Yeah. This has been fun. But we're I'm not done. Fun. Okay. We all need to chip in. Oh, we do need and to. And tell mm. our top four of all the chips chip that in. we enjoyed. Paxton with the... Uh, the Muncho. Munchos. Like Salt Air Chris Kelly with the uh, Funyuns. Travis with the Cheesy Poofs. They are flammable. Cheese Puffs. Cheese Puffs. They're flammable. Flammable for sure. Come on. And then Clint with Put the some Trojan respect Doritos. on their name. You, got, you had the classic reds, the Doritos, classic nacho, nacho cheese. cheese. Doritos. So, I mean, are we all going to put our chip at number one? Or is mm. anybody going to acquiesce and say another chip was number one? I'm still going to put my chip. Are you going to go one. four up? We gonna, you want to just do a quick four up? Kelly, not on mic, so uh, he brought the Funyuns, so we don't care about his opinion. Because number four, Funyuns. Funyuns are on the bottom. Funyuns, my number four. Funyuns, my number four. All right, Kelly's off the island. Thank God he has 25 bags of chips backed up. If you haven't watched the chip video of us, go watch it. It'll be on Patreon for this week. And then if you want to see it soon, then maybe we'll put it in the public later right. on. He brought us my, num- my number three, Doritos. Wow. I'm going to put my own puffs at three, actually. I'm putting the munchos at three. Okay. Two? Two munchos. My two? Mm-hmm. Funyuns. I don't even know. I, you know. Funyuns is my four. <laughs> yeah. Funyuns is a universal. Hey, you, you've got you've got four. puffs and you've got munchos left. Yeah, puffs is my two. Doritos is my two. I was wrong. It was the puffs. Yeah. Puffs number one. Damn. Doritos for their versatility, but the thing is, they're fucking corn chips. But puffs, puffs overall. Puffs, puffs overall. Puffs. Look, I hadn't had a puff in so long. Best ability it, is availability. It's is it, is a, a single use chip. It's the puffs. Yeah. Doritos is my close number two because you can. it's versatile. It's got more uses. But I tell you what, if someone goes, I have two puffs and two Doritos, you can only have one of the two. I'm now choosing the puffs. Mm. Versatile. Death row chip, I guess. Death and, row and, chip. And so, <laughs> Last you know, that there's chip. a new rap snack, too, with, uh, with Nick Cannon, but you can only get them on the first and the 15th. Hey-o. Hey-o. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> that joke didn't land any better than my tie-dye joke did. Travis, thank you for joining us yeah. this thank week. Thank you, boys. This, this is was, fun uh, as always. Very amazing. And uh, remember to listen to uh, last week's uh, Hot Grits with Brian West and this week's with Mr. Clint, the mayonnaise marauder, Moses, as, as a guest. Yeah. Also, thank you, thank you to uh, our Patreons. Go follow all of us on everything. And thank you to Sunset Kelly on the ones and two. You didn't get it. You didn't I, get it. Yeah, today. I didn't get it. I thought that. you hit it by accident, so I was like, wait till a the class end. Class act. But uh, Kelly's mic was because Travis has mic, so Kelly, thanks everybody. He said he's sorry for the And we love you. That'll be good. Thank you. Good night.